We're going to have a different message today than normal I usually preach. But I want us to go into the book of Isaiah, and we're going to the 8th chapter of the book of Isaiah. We'll read a scripture, and maybe you can determine what we're going to be preaching on. I will tell you after we pray, but let's look at this. I thank God I have a privilege to be at the house of God. Amen. Amen. And uh, it kind of leans up on something I've preached on before, uh, leading to it, but... uh, uh, Everybody's wondering who is in charge of everything. Well, the Lord God is in charge of the universe. He keeps the planets from uh, hitting. The devil don't have no control of that. He's the one that keeps everything in charge of the universe. But on this earth, the devil is the prince and the power of the air. And he's in charge of that. But I want to touch on that a little bit more. Maybe come back and preach the other later. And we've had, had a great Sunday school lesson this morning. We talked about the bride and the bridegroom. And uh, the Lord showed me something yesterday. Did you know? Uh, how, many, how many of you, let me ask you, how many of you believe the church is the bride of Christ? Okay, read Revelation 19, 7. Read Revelation 19, 7. I'll turn over. This is not the message. I've preached this for years. Not what I'm t- fixing to tell you. But I preach that the church is the bride of Christ. Well, I'm going to tell you, technically, she is. And I preach that Jesus is the bridegroom. Technically, he is. But Revelation tells us something that might stun you for a minute. In Revelation chapter 19, verse 7 said, Let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to him. Who? Christ, the Lamb. For the marriage of the Lamb is come. If the church is the bride, are we married yet? <laughs> Have you had a marriage? There's going to be a marriage, there's going to be a marriage supper of the Lamb. I've had neither. We, the church, is the espoused wife. To the Lord Jesus Christ. Because he says here, and you won't never find this before you get to here. Let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to him for the marriage of the Lamb is, right now, come. This is before the wind up. It's after the church has been raptured. And we won't have that marriage till we're in heaven. But what I taught on this morning in Sunday school is, it says... And this, and his wife hath made herself ready. How can the church make herself ready to be the bride? Now, the rest of you have to just talk about it to the other people, and they'll tell you. All right. In Isaiah chapter number 8 this morning. Isaiah chapter number 8. It's wonderful when God shows you thoughts from the Word of God. I've had that on, God touched me with that yesterday. And I've preached to myself all night long. Thought about calling two or three of you and find out, just let you know, to get it off my chest. But I've just done it in Sunday school. All right. Isaiah 8, and one verse in Isaiah 8. Starting, please, in verse number 19. And when they shall say unto you, Seek unto them that have familiar spirits. Wouldn't you say that's a no-no? Ooh. Now I'm going to feel like Daniel at the lion's den. Three Hebrew children at the fiery furnace. Just the way you spoke there. Seek unto them that have familiar spirits and unto wizards that peep. Now that's not a, what do they call them, a, a peeping Tom. That's not that. That mutter. I wouldn't doubt if some of you ladies hadn't done some of that. But that's not what he's talking about either. Should not a people seek unto their God for the living to the dead? That's pretty potent stuff right there. Let's read it again. And when they shall say unto you, Seek unto them that have familiar spirits, 
and unto wizards that peep and that mutter, shall not a people seek unto their God for the living to the dead. Now that ought to turn every child of God upside down this morning. Because we're seeing this stuff prominently. It's out in the open. Let's pray. Father, give us wisdom and understanding. Lord, give us one thing, Lord, and that's the power of the Holy Ghost. To loose our tongue and loose our mind and loose our soul. Lord, may we rightly divide the Word of God. We know we won't have time to cover this tremendous subject. But help us, Lord, to take our time and let them comprehend what we have to give you and what we can give to the people. I pray, Lord, that you'll touch us. We feel like Moses going before Pharaoh. We feel like Paul going before the prison house. I pray this morning, Father, that you might give us liberty of the Holy Ghost to speak. May we declare the truth, and may the truth not be trampled under our feet. We'll give you the praise, the glory, and the honor. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I want to preach on this morning a subject called the occult. O-C-C-U-L-T. Don't get that confused with what we call the cult. The C-U-L-T. There's two different things. I find church folks that get upset with that. They don't understand. They think the occult and the cults are the same. They're not. Nowhere near. They're not even close. So I want to look at this this morning. A cult are those who teach false doctrines and false beliefs and try to deviate from the Word of God and they'll preach another gospel or some other gospel. Cults preach baptism for salvation, works for salvation. They deny the blood of Christ. They deny the power, the keeping power of the Lord. And I could go on with the list. There are people like Jehovah's Witnesses. There are people like Seventh-day Adventists. There are people like the Mormons. <clears throat> and I could give you a, a long list of them. Those are the cults. We're not preaching on the cults. We're preaching on the occult. The cults or the occult are those like wizards, enchanters, charmers, diviners, familiar spirits here, those who peep, those who mutter, those who play around in magic. Everybody loves magic. Necromancers, I'll tell you what they are in a minute. Fortune tellers, Ouija boards, playing cards, and tarot cards. Some of you have never heard too many sermons preached on any of that. You know why? We've embraced it. Church folks are involved in a lot of this stuff. Wait till I preach on the deck of cards. How many has ever heard a sermon preached on the deck of cards? Someone's even taken a deck of cards and tried to prove it's the gospel. And that you can win somebody to God with a deck of cards. My daddy told me, boy, I better never catch a deck of cards in your hand. Did he tell us that? My daddy didn't like it when you roll dice. Right? Oh, look, I got witnesses. Now, even though I was preaching this. I mean, deck of cards. Somebody said, I, 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 can, I can win somebody to God with a deck of cards. If I put my Bible right here and a deck of cards right here, and you had to get rid of one of them, we had to burn one of them, or you was going to die. You said, what? I guess I just have to burn my Bible. 
You'd be surprised at the people that would. I used to put, I used to build computers for people. And every time I built a new computer, I took solitaire and all that off of them. Didn't tell them. They didn't ask me. And they'd take it home and find they call up and say, I've been trying to find solitaire. I said, it's not on your computer. Why? I said, I don't install that. I'm a Christian. What's that got to do with it? But can you go back to 1300 and find out what they started with? I ain't preaching that today. I'll save that for another. Now, I won't tell you so you won't stay out. But we want to talk about this. Uh, People will grab a bunch of this stuff and take off with it. Uh, Man can change a lot of things. But God has the bottom and the bottom line of it. Amen? Amen. He says in verse 19, And when they shall say unto you, Seek unto them that have familiar spirits and wizards. And it don't say it this way, but the peepers. It just says they that peep. That's them that chatter. You ever heard? uh, Sometimes I hear people talking to themselves and I try to listen to see if it's chatter. They may be peepers. I don't know. And then I read on a little bit more and I look a little bit more here and it says, that, and that mutter, should not a people seek unto their God for the living to the dead? What God is saying here, why would you go to a familiar spirit? Why would you go to a wizard? Why would you go to anybody that tells the future? When you've got a God that knows, they don't. Are you understanding this this morning? I tell you right now, people can't even name the names of the Bible. But they can tell you all the characters in the Lord of Rings. I can't. And I hope you can't. That's a plus for you. If you can name the characters of the Lord of Rings, you said, that evil, does it glorify God? Amen. They wouldn't even know if I said, give me the four major prophets prophets in the Bible. They wouldn't know them. I guess most church members don't know them. But you ought to know them. I'll give them to you. Isaiah, Jeremiah, Lamentations, Ezekiel, and Daniel. Four of them. Now if you were smart there, you'd call it I just said five. But what you don't know is Jeremiah and Lamentations is the same guy. Jeremiah. Amen. If I said name the minor prophets, there's 12 of them. Can you name the 12 minor prophets? Hosea, Joel, Amos, Obadiah, Jonah, Micah, Nahum, Habakkuk, Zephaniah, Haggai, Zechariah, and Malachi. And if you call that one over there, Habakkuk, Habakkuk, I won't say nothing. Are we... Are we online? Are we staying somewhere? Have you got what I've got so far? Suppose I said, give me the the five books of Moses. Most folks can tell that. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. It's called the Pentateuch. It's called the book of the law. What about the twelve books that are historical. Now we're just talking about the 39 books in the Old Testament, which are Joshua, Esther, or down through Esther, every single one of them from Joshua to Esther. What about the five poetical books? And they're 
Job through Song of Solomon, which gives you a total of 39. And I'm saving time by not giving them all to you. But you can look them up. They can name that more than they can. Uh, I mean, they can name that, but they could name you the books of that fella who has got the books out. You know who I'm talking about? Think You don't know who I'm talking about? Harry Potter. Anybody ever heard of Harry Potter? I've never seen his books. Huh? Did she? Well, I'm talking about the I'm talking about his books. Harry, I don't know who Harry Potter is. That's a fictitious character, ain't it? But I'm saying to you, they can name you all those books, but can't tell you anything else. Why? Because that's where they want. Uh, Miss June come in this morning and said, what were they doing at the ball field this morning? Real early. I said, there's worshiping. She didn't catch on. She said, but what were they doing? Worshiping. Worshiping in the ball. We're living in a country that has gone berserk. And it controls our land. It controls our attitudes. It controls our lifestyles. It controls our kids. Amen. You see, let me give you this. Now, we got a lot of Scripture covered. I know I ain't going to get it covered if I don't get my foot off the, off the brake and put it on the gas. But I'm, I think we're scratching out a little here already. I see some dust flying. <laughs> We've got a lot of things going on in our nation. That troubles my soul. We're in a land of darkness. When I was a young boy, we had Sunday school teachers that taught us the Word of God, and we had to memorize verses of Scripture, and the teachers would bring out the junior class and whatever class they were, they would bring them out in the congregation and they would quote Scripture. When they were in homes, People who took their children to church, they tried their children and got their children to memorize and quote scriptures. Some of them could quote verses and verses and verses, even chapters and chapters and chapters. Out in the public and school system and everywhere else, kids were taught the Word of God. How long has it been since maybe some that you taught how long has it been since you've just been down to Walmart and kids are out there talking about Scriptures and quoting Scriptures to one another? How long has that been? Some of you probably never seen that. If you have, it's been little. Why, well, you don't even see adults doing it. I go in places of business and uh, eat, and I love to go eat. Amen, you can tell by looking at that. But I sit down and I... Watch when people come in. I'm, uh, I think they think I'm just nosy. I am, but uh, I do particularly watch to see if they bless their food. I see them get a plate full of food, sit down, and just like a slop hog, just jump into the trough and never say, God, thank you. Just like, well, you owed it to me. I don't believe that. I don't believe God owes you anything. I believe you're already on the good side of God with blessings. You ought to be in hell just like I should. But I'm glad, thank God, God has spared us and helped us. And I just watch them do this. When anything starts going bad, what do they do? They start trying to find somebody that can help them. They don't run to a preacher. They run to the school system. They run to counselors. And most of the counselors don't know God. No. No. Mm-hmm. Amen. I'm going to leave Dan. You're going to say, what do you have for breakfast? <laughs> but you hear me? I want you to know this. I don't want you to stand before God and your blood dripping off my hands because I did not tell you the truth. That's right. Amen. Right. These things are serious. In this modern day, in America, witches, goblins, and all those things that pertain to it are cool. Yeah. Yeah. 
They're cute. They're funny. Running around up there and stepping things like they do at Disney World and everybody's so crazy at Disney World. Well, if you give me a ticket to go, amen, I'd throw it away. You said, give it to me. No, I wouldn't get If I ain't, don't like to go, you ain't going on my ticket. You understand? She said, preach, that's kind of mean. I'm talking about the spiritual part of this world. Now tonight, I'm going to tell you who's in control and how long he's going to be there. Are they? Everybody said, Washington's in control. Something above Washington is in control. Certain countries are in Those countries, they can't do no more. Have you ever heard me preach this? That the devil can't do no more to you than what God allows him to do. Amen. Did you know that the people that are in leadership can't do no more to this country than God allows them to do? To do? You said, I wish you'd let off. Well, I'll tell you the answer to that. Let's get right with God. God favors righteousness over ungodliness. God favors goodness over bad, evil. So that's how we get there. They may be cute, them little old fairies and witches and wizards and magic people. They may be funny and you might like to look to And they, they do have, they can get your attention. I'll say yes. They can get, I just don't watch them. I know what kind of powers they have. They got powers of darkness. So I stay away from them. They may sound cute, but you know what preachers in days gone by have talked about witches and wizards and all those. They sound cute and look cute, but they're in for the destruction of your soul. They're your ushers to the gates of hell. How many do you find today listening on the radio and the television? Of course, radio's done took it away. But on the television, watching somebody that's preaching. You know what they're listening to in preachers on the television today mainly? Not me, not you, some of you. But they're listening to everything that's got to do with prophecy. They're not looking at anything that will get you holy and sanctified. They're not interested in your spiritual welfare. They just want to know what's going to happen tomorrow. They're going to try and figure out what's going to happen next week. Well, I try to keep you informed best I can from the Scriptures. But yet, listen, it's not the happy home going we're going to have. It's the happy now and now we have that we ought to be looking at. Amen. What's God want for me today? What does God want for me this afternoon? Amen. Uh, we'll look at all these. It's popular to glorify the devil and all those others and despise Jesus and the saints of God. If you love the devil, you've got a spiritual problem. And most people, you say, I don't, I don't love the devil, I hate the devil. But if you're going around speaking against the people of God and saying things about the saints of God. Jesus said, if you're not for me, you're against me. Now I'm trying to get you in the right place. I can go out on the street, wave Georgia flags. I can go out on the street run Trump flags. I could go out on the street, run Biden flags, but I'm afraid to get shot. But anyhow. But if you go out today and wave the Bible, you are a nutcase. If not that, you're a troublemaker. A bigot. They'll call you... What is that to uh, Antifa? Yeah. 
We're not Antifa. We don't tear down things. All them people's going down, writing all that and calling us, calling them, that's the Christians and all. Let me tell you something. They're lying. Christians don't do that. Amen. But we see this. In verse 8, or verse 19 of chapter 8, see what they're doing. We've got a world of seance. We just put it so much closer. I never have figured out how anybody ever, ever, ever could or ever, ever, ever would want to watch. Amen. Dead folks walking up and down the country. Living dead. Uh-oh. Lord... If I get thrown in the lion's den, shut their mouths. You said it's a good program. What about, I don't know nothing about the program, but I heard them talk about it on the job. I heard them talk about it in the public. I taught them, heard them telling about it in different places. And they said, we can't hardly wait. Going to see the, uh, the, uh, another segment of a thing called, is it Lucifer? Who wants to sit down and watch Lucifer? I see him every day too much of him. He ain't never handed me a load of candy. If it is, it's loaded. You said, preacher, could you find something different? Yeah, I could have, but God said this. Matter of fact, I've argued with him on this. Let's go to the book of Deuteronomy. Now, he's in the ninth. Uh, 8th chapter, verse 19. Now we're going to Deuteronomy 18 and verse 9. Kind of tongue-tangler there. But we're going back to Deuteronomy. It's the fifth book of your Bible. Right before Joshua. And uh, 18.9. In Deuteronomy 18.9, the Bible said, When thou art come into the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee, thou shalt not learn to do after the abominations of those nations. Let me tell you a study you ought to do. I just ain't got there to preach it yet, but I'm going to. I'm so loaded up. The fellow said loaded for bear. No, I'm loaded with word. But the Bible says in verse 9, abominations. You know what an abomination is? It's something that God detests. Something God despises. Something that makes God sick like the Laodicean church. It's something that God hates. And God calls anything abomination. He said, I despise it. I hate it. It's against God. Why would you ever want to do anything as an abomination? I'm going to preach on it. Amen if I survive here long enough. Bible said in verse 10, There shall not be found among you any one that maketh his son or his daughter to pass through the fire, or that useth divination, or an observer of times, or an enchanter, or a witch. Did you hear that? He said in the Word of God here, he said, or a charmer, or a consultant with familiar spirits, or a wizard, or a necromancer. What's a necromancer? It's those who plan out seances and those things, and evil. For all that do these things are an abomination unto the Lord, and because of these abominations, the Lord thy God doth drive them out from before thee. Thou shalt be perfect with the Lord thy God, for these nations which thou shalt possess, hearken unto observers of times and unto diviners. But as for thee, the Lord thy God hath not suffered thee so to do. I'm not going to give you the definition of every one of these words. It takes a long time. I've got them. But I want you to put that down in the note when you've got time. Amen. This afternoon, study those up. And just look at it. 
I want to give you a few things about this, these verses. We've been taught in our day that watching bewitched. <laughs> Boy, we could have a funeral if we had a body. <laughs> and that I dream a genie is okay. But all that, all that's make-believe. Amen. But it's just part of our culture now, you know. That's just what we do in America. Yeah, God sees it too. Quit wondering why your country's going down. Quit wondering why things... I had a little note in my phone this morning coming over here. Or right before I come over here, it said, some big politician said, now's the time to start gathering up food since we've got such a diesel crisis. Have we got a diesel crisis? We've probably got plenty of diesel, but somebody's got it on hold. Now we believe in witches and bad spirits. Matter of fact, most people can't tell the difference between a bad spirit and the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit's not recognized in the house of God. You know what I noticed? Every time I get around a preacher or some preachers that are preaching, when I'm listening to preachers, or when I see preachers preach, even here at this church and other places, when they're preaching with the power of God, the Holy Ghost is moving, I see people saw up on God. It ought to make you get happy. That's tell me something's happened in our church system. Did you know the day if the Holy Spirit walked in, sat on one side of the church, and the evil spirit come in, and I'm talking about the evil, the devil has an evil spirit. He comes in and sits down on the other side. You mean to tell me you wouldn't know which one is which? If you couldn't tell the ones... I'll tell you which one you can find out which one disturbs you the most. You don't have them. If you can cuss and swear and carry on and live like the world lives, and brother, I'll tell you what, you'll be more happy with evil spirits than you will when the Holy Ghost comes around because the Holy Ghost will convict you of that and make you miserable. You know why people don't want to preach out? The Holy Ghost... Gives them conviction. People who say they would not allow Hollywood to portray a witch, that has become a normal thing in this day and hour. But it's those who are trying to be helpful through preaching the Word of God. I'm not preaching this this morning uh, to make me feel better. It makes me feel worse. I'm not preaching this this morning to help you to understand that I know more about these things than you think I do. It's not that. I despise the preacher. It's evil and I don't like it. Amen. But I don't want you embracing that stuff. Amen. America mocks Christians. Amen. There's not much said in favor of Christianity anymore. Not much said about the church anymore. Not much said about salvation anymore. Not much said about the blood of Christ anymore. Not much said about repentance anymore. Not much said about the new birth. But I'll tell you, you start showing a little magic. And you'll get yourself a crowd. The devil entertains those that's on his side. And Jesus bores that crowd to death. And the evil of this world bores the saints of God and Christ entertains them. Amen. Amen. I know I'm on target. That's why today you got young people don't care to take their lives committing suicide Hearing voices. How many times you hear people say, I did that. I was hearing voices. You hear people say they're hearing voices. It's not the voice of God that, they, that they're hearing. That's what they need to hear. They're hearing evil. Amen. Preacher, you're going to mess up my dinner. Good. 
It's like all that people going out the door. I said, Preacher, you, you, you stepped on my toes. And I said, I'm sorry. Not for preaching the Word of God, but I just had the barrel aimed a little low. I was aiming for your heart. Amen. Got murder up and down our country. School shootings. Little old, a little old fella wet behind the ears. Wouldn't know God if he saw him. Been raised probably in torn up homes and broken homes. And, and then a society at school won't let them pray and teach the Word of God. And they go in and shoot the kids and think they've really done something. They got their 15 minutes of fame, but their, their life is ruined. They cut themselves, wound themselves out in riots. You go to town and you can see sometimes marks right here where they've tried to cut their arm. You see them, you look at their arm right in their, in their elbow, you can see needle marks. Go to the waitresses and, and the people that run cash registers and they smile at you and their teeth is all black and about gone. Where they've been on drugs. Amen. Walk to another place and they got tattoos all over them from the top to the bottom. And look over here, there'll be two or three standing there with hog rings in them. Amen. Some of y'all don't know what a hog ring Amen. is. Yeah. Used to have them little pieces of sharp metal. They used to put seat covers on with them too. Put them in the nose and mash them. Can you see me with about three hog rings here? Why well, you'd look at them hog rings more than you would me. Amen. Amen. Now, I want us to back up to Leviticus chapter 20. I'll be through in here in a minute. I ain't going to be through. I never get through. I don't I quit worrying about it. I want you to go to Leviticus chapter number 20, verse 26. And God says, And ye shall be holy unto me. For I, the Lord, am holy, and have severed you from other people that ye should be mine. A man also or woman that hath a familiar spirit, you know, a fortune teller thing, got a sign in her road saying, sister so-and-so, and she don't know you from Adam's house, cat, she ain't a sister. Or that is a wizard shall surely be put to death. Did you see that? Shall surely be put to death. They shall stone them with stones, their blood shall be upon them. Amen. Now, I want to give you, I'm just going to give you five. I won't give you all of them. But I just want to show you where we are. The Bible teaches us that there's a death penalty for murder. Genesis 9, 6. Who, who put, whoso put, you know, take a, man, a man's life, shall he, by his hand shall man's blood be shed. If he sheds blood... He's required. There's a death penalty today in according to the Word of God, the Old Testament law. It should carry over to the New Testament for rape. You rape a, mo a woman, it requires the death penalty. There's a death penalty for kidnapping. Now, y'all may not believe in all that stuff, but I back it all up. The only thing is we're living in a different day of grace and we change the penalty. But let me just show you what, what I'm trying to get to. There's also a death penalty for homosexuality. Amen. A man or a woman that will, a woman that'll lie with another woman, a man that'll lie with another man, it's required that they be stoned to death. And here we read and see that it says a man or woman that's a wizard or a witch or a familiar spirit, they deserve death. Have you noticed today in America that 
There's a death penalty in the Old Testament for the occult. But all of these are denied a death penalty. And this fifth one is each, each, actually all of them is being embraced. Death penalty now don't carry a death penalty. We want to give them life. Hope that we can, we can fix them. I give them, I say give them death and then pray that God save them. There have been a lot of murders went through that. But we find that every one of them changed that. And this last one, wizards and witches and witchcraft and the occult, they don't carry a, a bigger penalty they seem to carry a less penalty because we can hug them up and love them because they give us fun. Amen. Now, do you think God's happy with that? Now, preacher, you've preached all morning. You ain't said nothing yet. You've been in the Old Testament. We're New Testament saints. Well, I thought I'd never get there, but let's go to Acts chapter 16. I see some of you got some of you got tired ten minutes into this message. Some of you got about fifteen minutes, and now some of you just about over. And if I don't hurry up and get to the end, we're gonna to have to call nine one one. But that's all right. We'll give you the truth. Acts sixteen. Acts chapter sixteen. Do you think Paul had to put up any kind any of this kind of stuff? Do you think the church has to put it with in this day? Yeah. We don't use it because we choose not to. Yeah. Right. Verse 14 of chapter 16. And a certain woman named Lydia, a seller of purple, of the city of Thyatira, which worshiped God, heard us, whose heart the Lord opened that she attended unto the things which were spoken of Paul. And when she was baptized in her household, she besought us, saying, If ye have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come into my house and abide there. And she constrained us. In other words, she took care of them. And it came to pass, as we went to prayer, a certain damsel possessed, possessed with a spirit of divination, and I believe they're devil-possessed telling fortunes. You can say what you want to. Which brought her masters much gain by Sue saying, You know why the churches don't say much about it? You know why preachers don't preach much about it? You know why the world don't preach much about it? Green stuff. The love of money is the root of all evil. The, the same followed Paul and us, and cried, saying, These men are the servants of the Most High God, which show us the way of salvation. This did she many days, but Paul, being grieved, turned and said to the Spirit, I command thee in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out of out the same hour. That's why we know Paul was an apostle. They had to sign gifts. They could cast out devils. You find an, an apostle running around up here like a chicken with his head cut off, crowing on a limb, telling you he's an apostle. Ask him how many he's healed and raised from the dead. He'll tell you no. You know why? He's not an apostle. Apostle had to have him sign gifts. And he came out the same. Oh, I've opened another can of worms right there. I know it is. And when her master saw that the hope of their gains was gone, they caught Paul and Silas and drew them into the marketplace unto the rulers and brought them to the magistrates. Now let me tell you what, this is a good story. Paul is doing exactly what he's supposed to be doing. He's evangelizing people that are lost. He's casting devils out of people that are possessed. Wouldn't you think he'd be the prime star of the community and brought them to the magistrates in verse 20 saying these men being Jews do exceedingly trouble our city. First of all, he's called a troublemaker, wasn't he? 
and teach customs which are not lawful for us to receive, neither to observe, being Romans. And the multitude rose up together against them, and the magistrates went off their clothes and commanded to beat them. Now he's threatened to be whipped and took their clothes off of them. Isn't that nice to treat a man of God like that? That's a real God, isn't it? That's a wonderful thing to do to a preacher, ain't it? And when they had laid many stripes upon them, they cast them into the prison, charging the jailer to keep them safely. And if you read on down below there, verse 24, who having received such a charge, thrust them into the inner prison. Then put them in out prison, outer prison. They put them in the inner prison. Harder to get out of there. And made their feet fast in the stocks. Isn't that a good way to treat a man of God? What's he done? He's preached the word of God and cast the devil out. That's what happens to you today. You don't believe it? Go out up on the square up here and preach Jesus. Wave your Bible. See how long you last. And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang. Now God can intervene and does intervene in them things. Are you understanding tonight or today that we're under the powers of darkness? We're sitting over here in the church. We don't pay no attention to them devils. Now we just let them pass and repass in our living room. They come on Channel 9 and Channel 2 and Channel 14 and uh, they're on uh, Fox News and CNN. And, uh, I might better get out of here. But let me just give you these to read. Jot these down. Read 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 13 through 15. Read Deuteronomy 13, 1. Read 1 Samuel 28, 7. When you get over there, you're going to find out that Saul was called up from the dead. Seance. Didn't have Ouija boards, but they had the same devil. And I could give you another list of scriptures. And I could take this same thing and stay with it for about two hours. I just want the reason I don't preach on this too often is because I don't like to uh, deal with the occult. I don't even like to walk by. I don't even like to walk where the devil's been uh, standing around. I don't even want to smell him. And the more you study this stuff, it'll get its bearing on you as a Christian. That's why I touch it and go, I won't be preaching on it again for a while. So we're going to try to make a big bowl of it. You know how you ladies are sometimes you have to freeze some. I got you some today to freeze. <laughs> Amen. Pull it out when you get time. That ain't what I wanted to hear on Sunday morning. Well, you wouldn't have come no other night to hear you anyhow. I used to preach more evangelistic messages on Sunday morning, but I found out the biggest crowd I have is usually on Sunday. At this church, we have pretty good services, all three of them. And I thank God for that. And so I quit worrying. I just quit worrying about when and what and all that stuff. I don't study the Scriptures over yonder with a dictionary and a, and a Strong's Concordance. Well, I do use a strong, but I don't look at the Greek and the, and the Hebrew. And when I do, I have to take their word. I took Greek two years in Bible college. But I can't speak Greek today. And I don't, I don't know any many preachers to do unless they've got a Greek background. And they tell me, the Greek says this, and the other say, ah, I don't know whether they're right or not. Because I had the fella down the road last week told me, he said, I go to the original manuscripts. And I said, have you got them? He said, yeah. I said, I'm coming by to see them. Anybody here got a copy of the original manuscripts? I'll try to get them if I can find them. Would you tell me where they're at? Amen. Somebody said, well, I like them. It's got all that Greek. <clears throat> Amen, yeah. You probably like them that speak French and Latin and Mexican and all that stuff. But I'm just no hillbilly boy. Speak hillbilly English. I like them big doctors that's been in big colleges. That's good. 
First one I ever seen was Moses. He was down in Egypt. Stayed 40 years. You ought to learn a lot about schooling in Egypt. Come out of there and God put him on the back side. Didn't put him on the front side of the desert. Put him on the back side of the desert. And he stayed there 40 more years to forget what he'd learned in Egypt. Then went out in the wilderness, pastoring them like a hillbilly. And they didn't hear him either. Uh, well, you say, well, what about Paul? Well, let's talk about Paul. Let's talk about Paul. You said, Paul said unto Gamaliel, the highest and greatest, Amen. I will say today that Paul probably knowed more of the Hebrew and knew more of the law than any preacher in your Bible besides Jesus Christ. Amen. But when God struck him down, on the road to Damascus. His Hebrew didn't do him no good. He got saved by the grace of God. And what he had learned for all those years. God said throw it away. You can't preach it no more. So he went on the back. He went over into Arabia. And for three years. God took all the Hebrew out of him and the sacrifices, and everything he had heard, and put the gospel of grace in his heart, and told him, now, go down there and preach the blood of Jesus. Took him three and a half years to learn enough to go. Silent for that length of time. God may have to de-educate us to learn the Word of God. It's not hard stuff to understand. It just takes a willing heart, and an open mind, and a saved soul. Amen. Heads bowed. Before I get started again. I pray that God might help us. I love the Word of God. It straightened me out on everything. 